1: Welcome back, afternoon drive. Goodman Mason watches milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail but wholesale, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Rocky Mountain Eurosport. I did some business with them, and man, I loved working with them simply for the fact that it felt like a concierge type of service. It was personal. There were like three different guys working with me, making sure that I got what I needed. They were absolutely terrific. You know what else is great about Rocky Mountain Eurosport? They always have great events. So let's start with Memorial Day. They're going to have their customer appreciation day at both locations in Denver and Parker. They're going to be grilling out. So make sure you check that out. And then on June 3rd, four by four, Colorado's Rigs and Tacos. They're going to be asking people to bring their lifted trucks, SUVs, and other cool gear to this event. They'll have two food trucks, Hip Pops Denver, and Cooking with Crown. Make sure you get out there. They're also going to be doing a fundraising car wash. They're great about giving back to the community. A fundraising car wash for the legend high school football team, Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Check them out in Denver and in Parker. Go to rmurosport.com.
0: Time now for the Leap. The Lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Okay, so
1: got some breaking news on the Broncos' schedule. This coming from two different sources. Uh, I think I said earlier in the show, and I was mistaken when I said it, that the Broncos' Thursday night game uh, was going to be week 13. It's actually, I was 90% sure, and I'm 90% sure, yeah. That is going to be week eleven, but the Thursday night opponent, according to the beat guy, for the Indianapolis Colts
2: is the Indianapolis Colts. Is
1: the Indianapolis Colts?
2: So that means again, it would come uh, on a week after the Broncos go east. Not all the way east. They, uh, according to reports, they play Tennessee in week ten after a week nine bye. Indianapolis at Central home Time would be Zone, week 11. so Central time instead zone. of going two time zones, the Broncos would go one. Right. It may not sound like a big difference, but when you're talking about uh, a situation where you've got what you've, you've got ninety, you've got about a hundred hours from one game to the next. Believe it or not, saving an hour or so on the or sa- saving an hour or so on the flight back does ha- it does count. For something. It does help.
1: I was told um, a day or so ago that the Broncos were not happy about two things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: One, they did not like the fact that they were on the road in Tennessee and then having to come home for a Thursday night game. You'd
2: always rather go back-to-back with home games.
1: So they were not happy about that, and they were also hoping, uh, before their game in London, to be playing on the East Coast, if possible, so they could practice out there and then go to London. Well, as it turns out, the schedule makers have the Broncos playing at home. And then they have to make a little bit longer of a flight. But other than that, we know the end of the schedule is going to be a buzzsaw. Mm -hmm. Eventually got to play these teams. But the beginning of the season, they got a couple of favors.
2: Yeah, exactly. As the Rolling Stones said, you can't always get what you want, right? But if you try sometimes, you just might find get what you need. Anyway. Anyway.
1: Well done, Mick. Thank well done. You.
2: Thank you. And the other thing we've got this is coming from uh, Fox Thirty One. Ooh, I've has, heard of them. Yeah, which has received the affidavit and Jerry Judy's arrest. And according to the affidavit, the woman uh, who uh, who did call the police said things quote got crazy between her and Jerry Judy. She alleges he quote put her wallet and medical paperwork for their child in his car and would not let her get access to it. Unquote. The woman adds that. That, quote, she hides her phone around the home due to jealousy issues, unquote, from Judy, who's the father of their one month old child. The woman also says she's trying to go back to Virginia, but was unable to because Judy had taken the car seat, her wallet and the child's medical paperwork. Judy told deputies he did take the woman's wallet items for the baby and baby formula and locked them in the car so she couldn't access them. Judy said, according to the affidavit, Judy said he did this because, quote, she took one of his three phones and would not give it back, unquote. The woman told deputies is investigating Jerry Judy over the incident that, quote, she has not wanted to get in trouble. She just wants her items back so she can leave, unquote. This is a pretty sticky situation here.
1: I don't think we're talking about a lot of jail time here, but. No, you have to ask the question,
2: why? This is not a healthy relationship. No at all, I nope. mean, so I mean, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't appear we're talking about violence in any way, right. But uh, we are talking about some significant uh, significant issues, and certainly uh and, and certainly, I think also the fact that um Judy did admit to the deputies that he took his, his uh, significant other's wallet. And baby formula and, and baby items. He, and owned he owned up to it. He owned up to it. He owned up to it. for but, him. But I imagine... have done it. But the fact that he did that, this, and it's a misdemeanor. This is all misdemeanor. We're not talking about felony here. Right. But um, I would say putting two and two together on this, just to kind of speculate... We are going to speculate here. Putting two and two together on this, this is probably going to result in some kind of plea bargain and community service.
1: And Harvey Steinberg is going to get right. a little bit more money in his pocket.
2: The question is, does this reach... The, Threat, from a football perspective, does this reach the threshold of a suspension? And I would say probably, if it is, it be minimal. Yeah. Like I, I think this is like probably a one game suspension.
3: Want some more? If uh,
2: this is what, if this is what happened,
1: want some more schedule release stuff? Yeah. Let's do I it. got a big one. We got breaking news. This is not a leak, though. It's not a leak. Okay. This is an actual fact. mm Hmm. Colorado opens the season against TCU. (laughs) (laughs) Ha. Nice. Where's the breaking where's the breaking
3: music, Danny? That's not breaking news.
1: Well, you didn't even know what I was gonna say.
3: Yeah, but there's a limit to how many times I can hit it because it eventually starts to lose its luster. No, it doesn't a lot of this is breaking news today. But that was not. I know, but you didn't know what
1: I was gonna say. Sometimes I
3: get sometimes I get lucky. You sure did. Oh, by I the kill, way, you're a buff. I got fan. lucky. You're a buff fan. I thought you'd be excited about this. I mean, it's it's hasn't that been known for a while. I know. I figured this would be a big story
1: for you. So, what else do we have on the Broncos' schedule? Clearly, not breaking news because Danny is uh, playing. You know, the Wizard of Oz here, and he gets to decide what's breaking and what isn't. But we all know he nothing more than the little man behind the curtain.
2: Yeah. Um. Again, kind of gets to reset what we. Uh, re- reset what we are what we are learning here um Seahawks Texans 49ers
1: and that'll be a Sunday that's, night game. Yes, and that's two a- of the opening three games national television.
2: Right, we are
1: um Thursday night game we, we, against we, is going to be national television. That's right. three.
2: Right. So we got a th- Sunday night game, we got Monday night week 1, Sunday night week 3. Thursday night, as you said, is in week eleven. Mm-hmm. Chiefs Sunday I believe night, week eleven. Yeah. Chiefs Sunday night football, week fourteen at home. And then Rams Christmas Day plus the Jaguars in London. So we are looking at right now six nationally televised games. There'll be one more. Yeah, I think so.
1: I think there will be one more. Because- five
2: prime time plus believe it or not the Jaguars and uh Rams games they don't count as primetime right. games and they're daytime games but they are national windows so I mean this is a team that had been uh last year for example had um well in, in the end uh they had let's see they, they had the game against um the Ch- they had the game against the chiefs added in weeks in week 18 remember right. so they did finish last year with three national television games. Mm -hmm. ESPN Week 18, Sunday Night Football, and then Thursday Night Football. Okay. Nathaniel Hackett spoke on
1: starting the season in Seattle, specifically about Russell Wilson going back home. We'll let you know what he said next.
0: Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda, a no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew.
1: Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us at MileHighSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, At Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, tell you where you need to go if you want to watch the Avs game, and that is Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar. They have great specials during all Avs games. What am I talking about? When the game is going on, two for one on Stella Pitchers of Beer. So head on out there on Saturday if it's going to be game one against the Blues. Or go out there on Monday, whether it's going to be the Blues against the Wild. While you're there, maybe in between periods. Play pool. They have a huge pool hall, 15 different tables. And when it comes to a happy hour, no one does it better. Uh, Two for one Monday through Friday. Oh, and Saturday, Sunday. So that's seven days a week. Uh, Two for one on wine, well, and drafts. You got to go check that place out. Uh, Live music, by the way, every Friday and Saturday, no cover. Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar has something for everyone. Time
0: now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com.
1: Well, we know that the Broncos are going to be opening the season in Seattle Monday Night Football. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman on the call for ESPN, and the line is apparently out. Ah! We- would you like to guess <laughs> of course what it is? What it is. Vegas
2: is quick. I'm going to say cuz I might bet this. I'm going to say Broncos by 4. On the button. Ooh, wow. Wow. Cuz I figured they'd be favored, but it would but on the road, tough place to play. Wow. They're impressive. They're not going to make Seattle that much of an underdog at home right out of the gate. Now, if I, this is a bad Seahawks team, by midseason, you might see some lines in Seattle that are Rams minus eight, wouldn't you be 49ers willing to, minus six and a half, that sort of thing, but not week one.
1: Are you willing to – I mean, you don't gamble. I don't really gamble that much either, but would you be willing to jump on that right now minus four?
2: Oh, yeah, then, and I think uh, – All day. If enough Broncos uh, – Bronco, There's going to be a lot of action on Yeah, that one's going to move, I think, because of the action on it. And, I but, need FanDuel to get this up. Yeah. Because I don't think it's up yet.
1: But oh. that's that's according to reports. Broncos minus four. By the way, you have Russell Wilson, who's going to be going back to Seattle for the first time since being traded like, like a day ago. That's what it feels like, right? Nathaniel Hackett told the Broncos website um, that um, the great thing about Russell is he's very mentally strong it's not going to bother him at all.
2: Yeah. I think he's right. Do You think it's really going to bother him? I don't think it'll bother him. I think he'll embrace it. I think, and actually I think he's going to be excited to get out of the way right away. Yep. The, the longer it goes, the more kind of, the more people talk about it. Um, I think it's actually an advantage to have this thing early.
1: Let's talk about the other quarterback for the other team. Cause there are two possibilities. Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Do you want Drew Locke to be the starter? Do you want him to win that quarterback battle?
2: I'd like to see him do well. That's I, not what I asked. I is think it? he's the be- I think he's the better quarterback. Yeah. For one thing, he doesn't believe the earth is flat. I mean, if it were up to me. You love you you love making fun of people like that. I do, but here's the thing, quarterback involves a certain level of uh of of intellectual ability and Geno Smith coming out four years ago and saying, "Hey, this flat Earth thing—I may be with Kyrie on this." Uh, that tells me that you're probably men- not mentally fit to be a quarterback. At least if it were my team, I would—I really? would have. No, no, you just, I you just paint
1: that with a broad stroke. No,
2: I would have crossed. Yeah, i tell you why I didn't. I would have
1: crossed him off my list. Really? So I guess you're willing to cross Aaron Rodgers off your list as well for all the things that he said.
2: Well, I'm talking about the, the flat Earth thing is beyond the pale. The flat Earth thing is where, I, is where I draw the line. That's the most ridiculous thing imaginable. <laughs> I'm not it, the the vax, the the vaccine thing is bad, but the, to me that that's the the hill the hill I'm dying on is saying if you think the Earth is flat and there's intellectual and there's intellectual rigor involved with you, with your position, you can't play that on my team.
1: By the way, uh, Nick Benito has officially signed his rookie contract. Number 42, by the way. And what starts tomorrow, Mace? Rookie
2: minicamp at Broncos headquarters.
1: Why do I have a feeling? We talked about this in the first segment of the show. Why do I have a feeling we're going to have Broncos countries split? First game of the season. A lot of people who really like Drew Locke and a lot of people who really didn't like Drew Locke. And that that is going to be, I know, Russell Wilson's, listen, the national story. All right, I'll ask you. The national story is going to be what for game one?
2: Russell Wilson went back to Seattle.
1: What is going to be the local story if Drew Locke is named the starter?
2: Russell Wilson's first game, and mm-hmm. then Drew Locke is Drew Locke is below the fold. I, 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 dis, I, I disagree with you on this. And I know where you're... I think... If you're talking about a newspaper, the top story, the banner headline at the top is Russell Wilson making his debut. Below the fold, the second item is, if it's Drew Locke starting, is going against Drew Locke again. It'll be significant. I don't elsewhere. think it'll be a distant second. Oh, I think it will be. Unless he plays really well. But going in, building up, it's much more about Russell Wilson's debut than Drew Locke. I think there's a desire to move, to look forward. Now, that being said... From our perspective in media, when uh, when the Broncos PR staff comes around and asks us in the uh, press corps, hey, who do you want for the conference call this week? Right. We're all going to say, if he's the starting quarterback, yep. Drew Luck. That's I think it. he'll do it, don't you think? I think he'll win the job. You'll think he'll do the, the conference I think call. he'll do the conference call. I think he'll do the conference call because. You know, for all of uh, Drew Locke's uh, uh, flaws as a quarterback on the field, um, accountability and uh, facing the music and answering questions uh, from the media—that was never an issue. He was all, at that regard of the, of the job. He was always professional. Yep. Always. That's that. That's not the issue with Drew Locke as a quarterback. Well, in
1: his second year, he started to look a little annoyed.
2: But he did it. He did it. No, I understand. I'm just, he I'm, I'm just saying he looked annoyed. Well, can you blame him? The team nope. was struggling. He was struggling. Oh, I got you. And uh, believe me, after those games, look, the questions that we had to ask in our in our defense, the questions that we had to ask after those games, we didn't want to ask him. He didn't want to answer him, but you have to ask him when the struggles right. are mounting. That's part of being a quarterback in the NFL.
1: Danny, did you think Drew Locke, when he was here, had a chance to be a really good NFL quarterback?
3: I didn't like the pick when they initially drafted him, yeah. and I tried to give him a chance, yeah. but I I never thought he really had the that it factor.
1: How, how would you? How are you going to feel if he comes out and just torches the Broncos secondary?
3: I would be very worried. It's supposed to be a good secondary.
2: <laughs> Bingo. So that I would be very concerned about the defense. But I'd be happy for him. Yeah. Here's the other thing. with Secondary Drew.
1: is good. It's not great. Let's be honest. It's
2: good. It's good. I, I they, think, they have two studs. I think the bigger concern is getting a pass rush without blitzing.
1: Well, they don't have a front four to do that.
2: They might look. Randy Gregory might be touch and go for Week One, as he comes back from his show, from shoulder.
1: Looking at his history, he might be touch and go for the season.
2: Man, I'm I'm actually more confident that Bradley Chubb is out there doing well early than Randy Gregory, based on where where they are at this moment in terms of their in terms of their health. Well, wait a minute. What did Russell
1: Wilson complain about the most when he looked at his roster when he was here when he was there? O line. Yeah.
2: And they just drafted Charles Cross.
1: They drafted a rookie yeah. playing in his first game, who is bound to make a whole mess of mistakes, like all rookies do.
2: So, but with, what if Cross is not going against – What if he's well, Cubs on the other side? What if uh, What if Cross is going against Jonathan Cooper or Nick Benito or Baron Browning or Malik Reed? Cross is one of five guys, but he's going to be ISO'd on one of the edges. That's, That's fine.
1: Typically, how it works. That's fine. But he, Russell Wilson was referring to the entire offensive line not just left tackle. But they
2: never made an investment. Of course, they didn't have the draft capital investment. They weren't picking number 9 like they were this year. But they never—they they did not make the same kind of investment in the offensive line. I mean, here it is. The, the Seahawks have their highest pick in, uh, I believe, a decade, and they you, turned around and used it on a tackle. You think I, Cross I, is
1: going to be great? Is is he a generational
2: tackle? No. Ekwanwu, um, right. um, that Carolina picked right. uh, out of North Carolina State. That's a potential generational tackle, right. Yeah that that's that's the guy you wanted. Charles Cross is fine. He's not going to have a good, as a good career as Icky's going to have out in Carolina.
1: No, I would agree with the, that. Pro,
2: of course, the problem for Icky is he's protecting Sam Darnold. <laughs> you know, it's, he he's gonna he's gonna be terrific, and I think he'll be able to 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 clear a path for uh, Christian McCaffrey to make some plays. But uh, you,
1: you can laugh. <laughs> Let me ask you. Who did Joe Thomas protect that was any good at quarterback? Uh
2: Derek Anderson was a pro bowler for a year.
1: Oh, please. Okay, you're cherry picking.
2: No, I'm just saying You're talking
1: about a first ballot Hall of Famer. Who did he really protect that was any good?
2: Josh McCown had a fair had a, a little bit of a moment. Um Nobody good. Let's be you're honest. Right, you're right. Thank no, you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, nobody Thank good. You. Nobody great.
1: So so sometimes you get have- Johnny
2: football. He had Brandon Wheaton. He had we want to go down the the that's flots, my point. the flotsam and jetsam of the Browns' quarterbacks. But yeah, he's gonna look. You can have a great career, and you're protecting, you know, hot garbage in the backfield. It right. does happen. Would it surprise me if uh, if if Icky goes out there for Carolina and has that kind of a uh, career? No, but I think Carolina eventually is going to get uh, uh that that right. By the way, did you see the rumor floating around about the Panthers today? No, according to FrontOfficeSports.com, I did not. That they are already they already have their eyes on Sean Payton. Really? Trying to get him next year. Wow. As their head coach. That that is that that is that Sean Payton's their target.
3: Nope.
2: I can't blame him. I just think Dallas might have the inside track if they move on from Mike McCarthy because Sean Payton has a place in Dallas.
1: Let me give you another Hall of Fame offensive tackle who blocked for crap quarterbacks. Jimbo Covert with the Bears. At least he got a
2: ring. I and mean, Jim McMahon was pretty good.
1: They got a ring because of their defense. Yeah, but Jim, McMahon, Jim, Jim McMahon
2: was good, but he couldn't stay healthy.
1: That's right. And so who did Even block? Even though he
2: had... He actually... The funny thing is McMahon had a good line in front of him.
1: He had a great line in front. Not, I mean, a, he had, not a good line, a fantastic line. He had Tom Thayer,
2: He had Jay Hilgenberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had Co- Keith Van Cover. Horn.
1: Yeah. They had a tremendous... Boards. Yeah, he
2: missed missed uh, missed Noah Jackson, but you mentioned Mark Board Noah Jackson.
1: That was Noah Jackson was was Peyton's years in the seventies. Well, that's why I
2: said he missed him. Oh yeah, he he I think he went through about eighty one or eighty two. That's, that's because yeah. starting
1: and mm-hmm. not that I know this because mm-hmm. I grew up a Bears fan, but they started drafting heavy. Offensive line starting in nineteen eighty one with Keith Van Horn. And then I think Covert was like 82, 83. The, they loaded
2: up on their offensive line, and McMahon but, couldn't stay healthy. And right now, Steve Fuller he, he took some shots. I understand but the the biggest. Well, benefit, but he took a cheap shot though from Charles the Martin in eighty six. Yes, yeah. but then like there was a game in eighty four where literally he had a lacerated kidney he got right. against the Raiders. I believe my point but, is, but the biggest beneficiary of that was Walter Payton. I as understand. great as Peyton was, he had that. He had a second peak in his thirties that running backs rarely get because he was running behind the Great Wall of Chicago,
1: right? Yeah. But people forget. For as great as that defense was, and they were great, right? The Broncos, I think, the Bears, I believe, had the number two offense in the league
2: that year. Yeah.
1: People forget because they that. could
2: run, and Willie Galt could stretch the
1: field. Point is. He blocked for Jim McMahon for basically a year, and then he had Steve Fuller and Doug Flutie and a bunch of guys who couldn't play. So there are a lot of offensive tackles in the Hall of Fame yeah. who had crap quarterbacks behind him. Joe Thomas is probably at the top of the list, yeah. unless you want to go with Derek Anderson as your one example of a guy who...
2: Well, you had, asked me if anybody had done well, and I'm like, nobody, yeah, there was one, there was one guy you who You know did. what
1: I meant. You know that I meant somebody was good, really good. How about John Hanna, uh, the Hall of Famer?
2: Who did he block for? Steve Grogan. Steve Grogan was better than Steve Grogan. Had Tony be- Eason. Steve Please. Grogan. Actually, Steve Grogan had a better career than any of those Bears quarterbacks you just mentioned. Steve Grogan wasn't very. My point is, you're Steve talk- Grogan started for like a decade. He, he you can't was, start for that, and started for a decade on a team that had a, a bunch of winning seasons. He wasn't. He wasn't a Hall was of Fame quarterback. He, he was. was marginal. He was, he he was a, a second tier quarterback. Like he was in in that era. That's what he was. Not a Hall of Famer. Remember, he could run as well. He he wouldn't have stayed in the Patriots starting lineup that long if he wasn't a decent quarterback. You
1: know what? This tells you a lot about what the New England Patriots were in the 1970s. Yeah, he's in their Hall of Fame. Yes, and he never went to a Pro Bowl. Now think about that for a second. He has, he has yeah. literally no individual accomplishments. Nothing. Look at his Wikipedia page. Do you see anything there besides who he played for? That's I pathetic. See the, I
2: see the fact that he played 16 seasons. What, is it, what does
1: it tell you? He had 182 touchdowns and 208
2: interceptions. How many did he run for? Because that was part, part of his equation was that he was, at that moment, probably the best running in the 70s. Maybe the best, the most effective running quarterback that there was. I'll go with Vince, Vince. Evans. Vince Evans wasn't the passer the pastor that Steve Grogan was. Mm, okay. Anyway. Patriots had a, remember the Patriots. It, it just tells you the what pa- the Patriots were before these Patriots. Yeah, they were a good. This they, guy's in the Hall of Fame. They were a good, co- in their Hall of Fame. They're they were a good competitive team for most of the time that Grogan was a quarterback and they and, and had multiple playoff
1: appearances. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk some basketball. Nikola Jokic, I'm sure by now all of you have seen the video, uh, in his home country of Serbia, getting off the horse, beating Josh Kroenke and emotional hugs with him and Tim Conley and Mike Malone. He was asked, uh, you know, does he want to stay in Denver for the rest of his career? He had a great quote yesterday. We'll talk about it next. And we'll have more updates.
0: Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew.
1: Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman, Mason. Watch us at MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Denver at Eric Goodman. You're looking for wholesale loan to the public, not retail, but wholesale. At rmfp.com, and according to some reports, the uh, Thursday night game is going to be
2: when? Week five, Indianapolis Colts.
1: So week one, national TV. Week three, national TV, Sunday night football. Yep. Then week five, potentially Thursday night football. Yep. NFL can't get enough of those Denver Broncos, can they?
2: How things have changed. Crazy. All
1: with one guy walking in. Unbelievable. Time now for What's Trending
0: what's trending is presented by low t99 testosterone treatment made easy and affordable for just 129 dollars per month they'll send you testosterone supplies and the price includes lab work go to lowt 99com
1: okay mace uh nicole jokic made it clear that he wants to stay in denver expressing interest in recent weeks that his intention is to sign that supermax deal when it is offered i'm not going to say if it's offered i don't think uh the Nuggets brass would have flown out to Serbia if they have no intention to bring him back at a max deal. Asked today by a Serbian reporter how long he wants to be a Nugget, and he said, until they force me out. When he said that, you know who that reminded me of? Who? Tim Duncan. He yeah. was more than happy to play in a small market type of personality that he had. And same thing with Jokic. I don't think he'd crumble under the pressure of playing in Madison Square Garden, but I think he just feels more comfortable here. Yeah, And they... The front office, and I don't, and I don't mean this in a sexual way. They love him. They love him like a brother. Well, I mean, look, they look, love him like a family member.
2: Look how they all went out to Serbia this week, but but to, you, to pres- for the MVP trophy presentation.
1: But if you look at the body language, it wasn't one of those man hugs where your waist is as far away from the other guy's waist. It was a genuine. Loving hug. The family hug. An embrace. Family hug. And I'll tell you, Tim Conley loves his guys. And you can make the case, maybe that has clouded his judgment on keeping guys too long or not trading them. But there is a genuine love between Kronke, Conley, Malone, and Jokic, which is great to see. Um, You got, listen, for all we talk about with free agency and how free agents don't want to come here, Mm -hmm. how nice it to finally have a superstar in the NBA in Denver that doesn't want to go anywhere.
2: I mean, you're lucky, right? Right. I mean, you think, and actually I think it's very interesting and maybe not a coincidence that the two most recent MVPs are Giannis Antetokounmpo in Milwaukee and Nikola Jokic here. They're both not from the states. they're right. from Europe. and both of them appear to be perfectly content in their smaller markets right. Milwaukee and Denver. they they appear perfectly happy there. right. Let's let's make it work here.
1: Well, well, here's something
2: else. Like it, it fits there. Both of them. It seems like it just those markets just kind of fit their speed, fit their vibe, the way they see the world.
1: I, I don't want to stereotype, and I need to be very careful on how I say this. But a lot of NBA players who are black clearly want to play in big urban markets that have a black population that is high new york la chicago miami houston and i understand and, and i understand that because you come to denver and it's a very white population it hasn't
2: really helped atlanta though all that much what you're saying
1: no i and that, and, that's definitely a high Atlanta, black population, a lot I of I people
2: will say is the capital of black culture in this country well yeah understandably so right
1: but they've never well uh, maybe uh call Who they have? Uh, I don't know why his name is escaping me. they're Their big star, Trey Young. Uh, Trey Young. Young.
2: Ma- maybe Trey Young can change
1: that. And maybe Trey Young won't want to leave. Maybe he doesn't want to go for the big city lights. But
2: you mentioned Tim Duncan, right? Virgin Islands. Virgin Islands. Not from this. That's I, I right. think. I think there is Dirk Nowitzki. I, I th- Dirk Nowitzki. I th- Dirk Nowitzki. Stay in D- Dallas. Germany. Dallas, a
1: big city, but he didn't want to leave.
2: I think it's not a. I don't. Th- I don't think it's a a race thing. I think it's a america overseas thing i think i think it's a from the united states or from somewhere outside of uh, of the 50 states i think that i think that is i I think that is it that you if you view the united states from a distance right then maybe it's like oh i got to america and it's all kind of you know whether it's milwaukee or miami or San, san antonio or new york kind of, it's all the same. It's America, right? It's right. America. And right. I think it's just a different perspective that you have on it when you weren't raised in this country. I think that's where it comes from.
1: I'll tell you something else. I saw this on Twitter, and there are a lot of people who have been saying, you know why Jokic won the MVP? A lot of people believe this. It's because a lot of the voters are white. Oh, come and on. And they wanted a white guy to win it. Oh, come
2: on. That's so ridiculous. got nothing to do with it. No. But you know
1: what? I think a lot of... Nicola Jokic skeptics look at Jokic like back in the day in the 1980s where boxing writers looked at Jerry Cooney Mm -hmm. and nicknamed him the great white hope so they nicknamed him yeah gotta root for the white guy in a black sport gotta vote for Jokic in a black sport ridiculous I, th- I
2: think actually, uh, Jokic winning the vote actually was a because a lot of the rationale was based on data, right? Yep. It was based on VORP. It was based on PER. If anything, I believe that the Jokic and the Giannis success in winning these MVPs is actually the most colorblind thing that we've ever seen, Stats or are. one of the most because it really is. It's it's what the data shows, right? Dad is
0: colorblind.
2: Right. Dad is colorblind. If dad is not xenophobic? I think it's I think it's actually kind of a sign of of how far the the NBA has uh, has come and even like people uh, and people around the NBA have come. Last
1: four MVPs. I do
2: think there was an element of xenophobia against players coming from overseas in past decades that I feel like that Giannis and Jokic should kind of help fight have
3: helped truly break down
1: Last four MVPs were not born in the United States. Yep. What do we have coming up on Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it?
3: Well, on the topic of awards, the NBA will be uh, unveiling some new awards this season, as it is their 75th anniversary season, named after some Hall of Famers, and also some uh, big news regarding the long-shot winner of the Kentucky Derby. We'll get into that next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports.
0: Well whoa, whoa, she slipped away. Dillage out caught up to her the very next day Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason presented by Silter Harmaza. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at silter Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew.
1: Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Maze Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale loan to the public, not retail, but wholesale at rmfp.com Time now for the final word
0: The final word Are you ready? Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood Greenfield's has everything under one roof including the best happy hour in town Two for one wine, well and drafts from 3 until 7pm Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine & Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver, five years running,
3: or order online
0: at ArgonautLiquor.com.
3: Just in case you missed it, the NBA announcing that there will be some new awards this year, and uh, one of them named after Larry Bird, the other after Irvin Magic Johnson. Those will be the Eastern Conference Finals and Western Conference Finals MVPs, respectively. There will also be newly designed conference championship trophies, one of which will be named after Bob Cousy, the other Oscar Robertson, and the Larry O'Brien Trophy and Bill Russell Finals MVP trophy are getting makeovers as well. They will retain those names that they have had for a while now. Uh, Is introducing conference finals MVP awards muddying the waters? Is it are there too many awards in the NBA now?
2: I believe in celebrating whatever you can. I'm I'm fine with the addition of these awards and it's cool to name them after after Magic and Larry Bird given how inextricably linked they were and are and remain to this day.
1: There there's an award I think that they missed. What's that? They should give an award called the Nikola Jokic award for the most underappreciated player in the NBA and the odds are he would win his own award next season.
2: How do you determine underappreciation? Is it just kind of a there's not really a metric for that. When is the last? Maybe what you do is you have you know an award. It when you see it. Yeah, I get like like. Yeah, there's a right? metric for
1: this one. Uh,
2: maybe. When, when is the last time? Maybe you have a. Well, maybe you give an award to the guy who has the highest PER every year. The Hollinger Award.
1: Think about this. Whenever an MVP is announced in any sport, okay? Yeah. Generally speaking, you'll say, or people will say, this guy should have won it. Right.
2: Every year. Almost every year.
1: Very rarely do you hear people say, this guy should not have won it. Yeah. And that's the different world we're living in with Nikola Jokic. I can understand why people think that Embiid should have won it. Maybe Giannis should have won it. But now it has come to, not only should they have won it, but this is why he shouldn't have. And there's a
2: pretty, pretty loud chorus for that. That chorus has been pretty loud for months. I agree.
3: I'm not going to debate that. Yeah. When are they going to stop? <laughs> Just in case you missed it, the Kentucky Derby's long shot winner, Rich Strike, an 80-1, to a late add to the field, will not be running in the Preakness. Uh, the uh, trainer and owner have decided instead to focus on him running at the Belmont. So... This was their plan all along. That if he ran in the Kentucky Derby, they would give him enough time to rest five to six weeks of rest between races because that's what he's been doing up until now in this horse's racing career. Uh, is there going to be a dip in interest because the Kentucky Derby's winner is not in the field at the Preakness?
2: There always there there always is. Just as uh, for the Belmont, uh, the rating spike. When you have a horse going for the Triple Crown, but when you have one horse win the Derby and another horse wins the Preakness, then uh, the Belmont is uh, kind of it's kind of forgotten, at least beyond, uh, beyond horse racing circles. So, absolutely, this is going to have an impact. I imagine that NBC is probably ticked as hell about this development. Of course, NBC broadcasts the Preakness.
1: There should be a rule. And I'm not kidding about this. You, if you're going to enter a horse in the Kentucky Derby, you have to agree to run in all three races unless... Let's say you win the Kentucky Derby and you lose in the Preakness, then you don't have to run with the Belmont. Right. You have to run in all three if you have a chance to do it. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, what kind of interest is there not except for the better or somebody who just loves horses? Because the excitement is, is there going to be a Triple Crown right. winner? And, and I, there have been more recently, but generally speaking, it's infrequent that we have a Triple Crown winner. And now what's mm-hmm. the interest unless you're better?
2: And, if, and the fact is, like, the, K- the Kentucky Derby always has a huge interest because there's always the possibility of a of triple crown. Uh, not only was the Kentucky Derby the most watched uh, sporting event last weekend, it was the most, the most it more than doubled anything else on sports last weekend. Any NBA playoff game, anything anything else. So there's the idea of a triple crown winner. There is still, that is still something that moves the needle in this country. But then you take that out, it, it's just forgotten. I mean, well, knowing that Rick Strike is uh, is not going to be in the Preakness, I'm not saying I won't watch, but I won't be making a huge effort to watch, right? right? It'll be If I happen to watch, great. If not, I'll shrug my shoulder.
3: I think that's a great point, Eric. It should be a package deal. If you want to yeah. run yeah. in one, you got to commit to running in the mall because that's part of the allure it is and and horse racing as a sport has struggled at kind of the marketing and promotional
2: end of this and this is just another example i think of uh where it struggles and uh kind of lets itself down it could be a lot bigger than it is
3: just in case you missed it nhl playoffs two of the games for tonight already <laughs> underway. We've got a 0-0 tie after one period in Boston between the Bruins and the Canes and the Maple Leafs and Lightning about halfway through the first period with no goals yet. Uh, the other game we talked about earlier, the Wild Blues. Mm-hmm. You guys both said uh, not a great move for Minnesota to bench Mark Mark andre Fleury. Kind of a panicky move and you would like the Blues to face the Avalanche and then the last game of the night, Oilers Kings in L.A. Uh, so we've got Closeouts across the board potentially. Will Carolina, Toronto, St. Louis, and LA close out tonight? Or is there a specific series you expect to see a game seven in out of those four this evening?
2: Well, I'm going back to my tradition of picking against my lightning, so I think the Leafs will close it out. Um I think the Leafs will close it out. I think the Kings will close it out in spite of the ominous talent that Eric Hoffman discusses with the Oilers. And I think the uh and I think the Blues will close it out, but I think uh I think Boston will get seven against Carolina. All right.
1: That's
3: going to do it for us. How about you? uh, Well, I want to get to. I agree. Okay. All right. Yeah, I know. We need to be out on time. Do we have time if you have any other NHL playoff thoughts, Eric?
1: I'm tired of hearing about Connor McDavid. He's a great player. (laughs) I get that. And Dreisaitl. He's fantastic. I know their goaltending situation isn't great. Get out
2: of the first round of the playoffs.
1: Get out of the first round of the playoffs.
2: It's funny, like you have in Alberta, two teams: the Oilers and Flames. Yep. The Oilers have unquestionably more talent. The Flames are better run, top to bottom. They have a a, a peerless analytics department, yep. and they, over the long haul, get better results despite having ha- not having that top level of talent, right? That the Oilers do. Right.
1: Okay, that was uh, Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. They always have great specials. Here are a few. Bubbles and Boxes, 15% off. Don't forget, Argonaut delivers, and all deliveries are free for over 100 bucks. Stop by Argonaut today off of Colfax. See why Westward named it. Best liquor store in Denver, five years running. You can also order at ArgonautLiquor.com. If you live in the city, it's the only place to go. If you work in the city, you live in the suburbs, stop by Argonaut. Great prices. Go check them out off of Colfax. That's going to do it for us. In about four minutes, the full Broncos schedule will be released. I can start planning my full. Me too. Nolan, Danny, great job today. Same with you, Mace. Make it the best possible night you can.